Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for guitar dads by guitar dads. This week, our virtuoso returns, is ticket demand not as high as we thought, and Matt's gas is gaining. Will it be another I told you so moment from Dave this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast? Now, one of them is your gain, one of them is your loss, Matt and Dave. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Dave, and that was a delayed laughter. What the hell that. does that even mean? I don't even know. Man. I don't even. I don't even we know need what a half, new writer. I don't even know what half we, that stuff means. We need a new writer and producer on this show. <laughs> I can tell you that. Anyway, welcome to the pod, everybody. Episode one hundred and three. Thanks for joining. One hundred and three. Do every week. Yes, one hundred and three. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Here we are. Here we are. We are here, and um, yeah, we're gonna get into a lot of stuff. But first, as we always do. Thank you to our loyal listeners, uh, each and every one of you, each and every week, tuning in and um, commenting in our in, on our Instagram post at Guitar Dads Podcast. You know where to find us. Come join our uh, Facebook group too. A lot of fun going on over there. And uh, big announcement: if you caught last week's show, we'll go over it again this week. But go join the Facebook group at Guitar Dads Podcast. There, we got a little contest going on. Oh, so go a check it out. Contest going you on. know what? Maybe we won't tell. If you're listening to the show for the first time, check out our Instagram, check out our Facebook, and you know what the contest is. And by the way, it's a good one. You want to win something, join it. It's a give. Um, Let's just tell everybody. It's a giveaway. It's, it's a giveaway. We won't tell you yep. what it is and what's going yep. on, but go to the Instagram, go to the join the Facebook group and yep. come check it out, everybody. And and yeah. may the odds be ever in your favor. What's that? What's that from? That's Hung, Hunger Games. Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. That's it. Yes. I yeah. was just going to say. I couldn't. What is, I, what I, I knew screw, the movie. What a screwed up bunch of movies that is. Anyway. I'm totally screwed up. The whole, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> anyway. All right. So what's going on? Are we getting into it? Or? Anyway. Should we get into oh, it? Well, no, oh, we thank have to, you to our up. Thank you to our patrons. Yeah. Uh, our patrons, too. Uh, check out, if you like the show, um, we would really appreciate if you could consider cons- consider supporting the show in some way. Uh, go check out patreon.com slash guitar dads podcast. We got a couple of tiers over there. You can get in on a $3 tier supporting the show helps us out, covers our costs, things like that. Or if you're interested in more like mayhem from the two dads, then you can get on the $5 tier and we get, we give it extra content every week, maybe an extra episode. Uh, and other stuff too. And after that, as Ozzy said, no more tears. That's it. <laughs> he did say that, I guess. Um, yeah. So yeah, please thank you to the patrons. Thank you for considering helping us out. It really helps defray the cost of keeping this thing going and yep. we appreciate it. So without further ado, Dave, what are we doing? We getting into the dataverse today. Getting into the dataverse, our news and notes. I mean, yeah, let's jump right in. Let's uh, get in. I feel like 2023 has just been like, we have led the news more often than not with some sad stuff. And We've lost some this giants. Week is no different. Yeah. We lost a couple giants this week. Um, uh, first of all, uh, Gary Rossington, uh, guitarist, and the only other um, original member of Leonard Skinner, 
passed yeah. away, I think at age 71. Yeah, he wasn't even that I, old. Yeah. No, he wasn't. I don't think I read why. Did you hear about uh, I didn't death? read Do I know? didn't read cause of death, but let's just talk about Leonard Skinner for a second. Let's talk about Leonard. I mean, I mean what what can you say? An unbelievably iconic guitar dad band. I mean, honestly, yes, you could argue that it's like very southern rock and unapologetic. I mean, you you can argue that, and that's what it is, and that's why we loved them, right? So that's why we loved them. So you know, I mean, geez, you know, I mean, yeah. So the I last mean, th- surviving member is now gone yep. of Leonard yep. Skinner. So you know, very really very, crazy very when you think about. It. I mean. They they are such an iconic band, and there are so if you listen, even if you're not a Skinnerd fan, just you go back and listen to their catalog, and just oh, some yeah. of the guitar stuff coming out of that band. Oh, it's I awesome. mean, it's just it's yeah. so unbelievable. It really does. It is like to me like the epitome of like Southern rock. I, I think. You, I mean, you they kinda, basically kind of invented it. If you if we're honest, they really right? did. They really did. And it's just you know, I mean, God, I mean, Sweet Home Alabama, right? It's like. I mean, it doesn't get much more iconic than Sweet Home Alabama. It just no, doesn't. I mean, it just doesn't. It, yeah, you know? not, not even not even like the 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 more known stuff. A lot of the lesser known stuff is just incredible too. So. Oh yeah, totally. If you get into it, the, the guitar work, you know, with three guitarists, it's incredible. Oh. So, I mean, guitar. They have, they you know they did a lot of guitarmony. I mean, they're just awesome. Guitar, <laughs> yeah, yeah, harmony guitars, harmony, harmony. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, come on, right? You know, every every single gig you play, someone yells "Free Bird." I mean, it's just yep. it's just like a ubiquitous thing in the rock world, and this guy yep. was a big part of of creating that. So, you know, rest in peace. It's another one gone. We're we're sorry, another to, one gone. Sorry to report it, but um. Yeah. All right. Well, as I mentioned in the uh, in the intro, uh, so we've been talking a lot about demand coming out of the pandemic for uh, concerts and how high the the ticket demand is. Yeah. Well, in the, on the opposite for side certain of the world, acts, literally. though, for certain for acts. certain acts, yeah, for yeah. certain acts. Well, actually, a lot of even even I think for most, but yeah. Um, I I know that Godsmack and I, we we do we uh, I do follow them um, on the socials, so I know they've been trying to get a South American tour together for a while now. And they were really excited about this. And if, unfortunately they're going to have to cancel the whole thing because ticket sales. Wow. So, so this is yeah. shocking to me that Godsmack it's can't, shocking to me can't too, sell enough tickets like to make it yeah. worth it in South America. Um, too bad. That's too bad. It's too bad. So yeah, so it, it's, I was, I was a little shocked by that too. But I, God, I didn't like, but wait a minute though. Details. So I don't know how bad ticket sales were. I mean, were they, you know, were they were they selling but not enough for them to be able to fund the tour or what? I don't know. But I mean, I don't follow Godsmack all that closely, but like they're not, you know, they're not like the level that you would expect them to easily go on a South American tour. Like I, I would say a South American tour for Godsmack is a little bit of a stretch. But maybe you think so. I, I, don't I, I don't know Godsmack all that well, so maybe you know. I know they're a band from Boston area, but I just don't know that much. Like, have they been active in the last? You know, so oh, yeah, they the just put a new years. record out recently. Okay, yeah. all right. I, I don't, yeah, I don't been, know that much because out, I don't follow touring. It's not quite my thing, God. They smack. actually played, I believe, if I have this correct, they played the first show at the at the new venue across from uh, at Fenway. What is it called? The MGM. MGM. Oh, yeah, that yep. might be right. The MGM. They, yeah. they opened that place. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, Boston band, of course. But, but yeah, they, just, they, yeah, they recently put a new album out. I actually think it's really good. Um, I think they're a good band. Um, I wouldn't say great, but I do like their music. And I just knowing what we know about the South American fans, this is shocking to me because 
Those fans are They're rabid massive, rabid rock fans for yeah. for music. They you are. Know? They so are. You're right. I'm really shocked. And not that, a lot of but... bands come down there. So no. So I mean, but look, you know, a lot of those economies are struggling. You know, like you know, it's not it's not easy. You know, down life isn't easy in South America. Right. No. So so it's not like, you know, in America where, you know, we're in a massive inflationary uh, part and but people are still spending money like crazy and, and everybody's scratching their heads like how, you know, why isn't this why isn't this economy slowing down? Right. Um, it's a different story in South America. It's right? a much so, different. So story I think you got to take that into account. So, you know, but but, you know, if we talk about the demand for 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 um, tickets in America, it seems like it's seemingly endless for the right acts. Right. For like yeah. the Springsteen's, the Metallica's, the Guns and Roses. Roses. Yep. It's like you, you can't they can't charge enough for, for the tickets and the secondary Name the top country acts too. a lot yeah, of the country, all the country rock acts, acts are insane right now. All the pop acts. I mean. Yep. It, it's like if you're a big artist, you can basically charge whatever you want for tickets, and people will yep. pay it, and you'll sell out all the stadiums all across the country. Yep. It's it's, it's kind of un, it's kind of it's, unbelievable it's to me, right? With inflation and the prices it, being yeah. what they are, people are still coming out and spending that money in droves. It's it's kind of an amazing. And if you don't believe me, go look at the secondary market for these for these tickets. You, they wouldn't charge those prices. They wouldn't be on a website if somebody wasn't willing to pay them. The, they no, go the down ticket, immediately, you know. The secondary so. market has been heavily inflated for years, um, you know, ever since it came into play. But th- in the last couple of years, that the secondary market is just exploding. Yeah, and because people, people are, are paying, paying a people, fortune for I, these tickets. I, I, I have, you know, I'll give you an example. I have a friend that will remain nameless who, who sent me a picture of, of tickets for the Celtics, and they were paying – over two thousand dollars to take their kid to the to Celtics because it was that because it. it was that important to them and their kid to go yep. to the Celtics and it's like you know what you know, look I happen this person makes a good living good for them that they can afford it and it's a special time with their kid like that's great but it's like it just like that's just an example there's tons of people like that yes there's tons of people that are s- struggling and you could argue that's way out of control but the fact is people. You know, you might ask yourself when you see these prices, who's paying these prices? Oh, the people are paying them. Don't be fooled. And I think people are paying. No, them. don't be fooled. Yeah. People are paying <laughs> yeah. them, and more, more, more so than ever, especially post pandemic. Because I think if if anything, the pandemic has taught people to not take life for granted. It could end at any time, or your life could be upended at any time. So you might as well, if you got a little extra cash, and you can survive by spending it and still be able to, you know, feed your family and all that stuff. People are going to these shows for for astronomical prices. It's just insane. Yeah, no, and be, people people decide to to spend their hard earned cash on these on these tickets, and yep. it's something that they're willing to do. I think you know. I think there's a backlash. You know, I think in the post pandemic world that we're in now, there's like I you know I've recently heard this term. It's like revenge spending. You know, like because I wasn't able <laughs> yes, to spend, mo- I wasn't able to spend money for a couple of years almost. So now I'm just gonna, you know, savor those experiences. You know, you don't know what you have until it's gone, right? So yeah. now I'm gonna savor those experiences, and I'm not gonna think so hard about, you know, dropping a few hundred dollars on a ticket anymore. You know, maybe b- before the pandemic, I'd be like, no, that's ridiculous. Now it's like, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen in the world, just like you said, Dave. So I mean, this is what's driving this massive demand. It's unbelievable. So it's really insane, and yeah. is. There's no letting up. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, it doesn't work for Godsmack, and that, that doesn't translate. It's not working for Godsmack in South America. Yeah. So, and I mean, I can tell you, you know, and we had Brando on from the Appetite for Distortion podcast, 
You yep. know, when he was taught, he, he had a great episode of his podcast where he interviewed a couple of South American fans, one from Brazil, one from Argentina, I believe. And, um, you know, and these guys told the story about, you know, this is a big deal to be able to go to a show like that in South America, right? Like yeah. th- this is a lot of money for a lot of people down there to go to these shows, right? So you you get a great, you get a great pr- perspective, you know, from, from that, you know, so you can see, you know, I can see why Godsmack was like, eh, you know, it probably just, they don't rise to that level for the, the, they the don't crowd rise down to that there, level. No, you know, apparently so. not. And if, if um if if, they, if you want to know how how crazy the fans are in South America, there is in, in my opinion, and one of one of Matt's Matt's and I favorite one of our favorite um, live uh, uh, albums that's out there is uh you can no better example than ACDC live at River Plate. Those fans, that entire show, it's insane. Are just it's in- and go up. You could, yeah. I'll tell you what. You can up. go. You can go watch clips on YouTube of the Guns N' Roses show that happened there last year, and it's like yep. the same type same of scene. Thing. It's just same unbelievable. It's just, you know, so it's unlike anything we've been to. How many concerts? Countless shows in the oh, U.S. It's nothing. I've never like been that. to. A, never been to. A, actually, I went to a festival in Canada, but it wasn't anything like that. Um, but we've been to countless shows in this country, yeah. and it, nothing, nothing compares no. to to seeing a show the way these fans consume music down there. Totally, totally, it's so. insane. But anyway, speaking of uh, big acts, and uh, let's let's end the news and notes on a positive segment. She's back. <laughs> Nita Strauss is back with. Uh, with Alice Cooper. No, no, she's not as, like back as expected. Per- she's not we, back permanently. Not back permanently. But, but she's, she's doing a tour with them. Doing a tour, you know. I mean, that let's give her a lot of credit there because you know what that means to me. That means she's a draw. I mean, Alice, oh, she totally Alice would not have asked her back unless, like, you know, because he I'm sure he found an incredible guitar player. You know, it, you know, I'm not saying that like Nita's replaceable as a a, a guitarist. No, he brought back his old guitar player. I forget the guy's name, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's awesome. Yeah, I forget. He brought him back, yeah. Like, look, like, I'm sure like Alice wasn't like, oh, I really wish, you know, like this guy isn't as good as Nita, so I'm not gonna do it. I mean, yeah, everybody has their own style, and Nita's awesome, but you know, this comes down to she's just such a performer and she's such a draw that you know, Alice was like the fans really are used to seeing her and miss her, and so for her to come back, I bet he's gonna sell more tickets and good for her. You know, I think it's incredible. Yeah, which is, you know, the the draw, the the her her value as a draw is what what brought her, up, what took her away from Alice in the first. Place, yeah, that's right, know? that's right. Going to Demi Lovato and yeah. the whole rock Demi Lovato thing, which is kind of wild. So yeah, I mean, this is kind of cool. Dave, does this mean we're going to go see this tour? I you know, if I'm they not come a around. big Cooper fan. Neither I know, neither are you. But I think I we like talked the about I'm, this. I'm like I'm like a fair like weather. Yeah. Alice Cooper, I love the hits, and I have fun. But we with gotta it. see. I think we gotta see Nita. We gotta you know? see Nita. And we talked and about that last year when we did our Women of Rock episode, and when we featured her, and we we did say that Nita's kind of like that. We she's somebody that I would definitely want to go see. Yeah, and and I'd spend money on that. And it's gonna be an awesome guitar experience because there's two other guitarists in the band, right? Yeah. So you know it's just gonna kick complete ass on the guitar front. So anyway. Yeah, that's cool. So it's good news. So look Exciting. Out for that. Yeah, look out look out for that. So what else we got, Dave? Does that does that wrap up the news and notes or we got other things we want that, to talk about? That wraps up news and notes this week. And the there was a lot of other things going on, but um you might want to check out later on, go uh check out our Patreon um our Patreon episode where we will kind of talk a little bit about more of the uh things that hit the news this past week. All right. But for now, let's move on 
Now, you have mentioned that you, I think this was last week, actually, you mentioned, I don't know whether it was on the pod no, or No, it wasn't the pod, on the pod. I don't know if it was on the pod. I think yeah. it was on the Patreon. What, is, what was I talking you need, about? You need some You need some high gain in your life. Yeah, so here's the deal. I have all, I. I <laughs> my main, so I really am down to these two amps, well, kind of three, but I have my Marshalls and I have the Princeton. And it's like those do specific things, and they are what they are. I don't really have right. like a like a like a super high gain, you know, amp. Most of the high gain stuff I play is through the HX Stomp or through the Neural DSP uh, plugins that I have, which are both incredible. My favorite ones, you know. And I, I don't. And when I say high gain, I'm not talking like super metal, just ridiculous distortion. But I mean like heavier than what I can get out of like a, a Silver Jubilee, as an. So those of you that are familiar with the the jubilee you know like it gets pretty gainy but there's only so much gain it can get right um, that's right and so and and i love it and that's awesome but i'm looking for like like a tight kind of you know gain thing like you would get from the likes of the eva champs from yep. from something like a mesa from some, oh, like the May, yeah i think so we're, we're gonna get into yeah that. we're gonna get into Are that you, so i don't know but so that's a, the thing so i'm like oh you know i love you know maybe I, i'm gonna find something kind of higher gain or a different type of higher gain than the Marshall and see what I can do there. So, but then, but then, so, you know, we're talking about this and, you know, we saw that some big news from Mesa came on, came out big news this week. And Dave, do you want to talk about it? You want me to talk about it? Well, I, so the, you, I, I think when it comes to the higher gain sound and you you know the amps that you like but the the Mesa sound is something that you you don't have and it it you I have never played owned one, yeah. any of these amps you never even played one of these amps I played Mesa you know, I played you know where I played Mesa's because Gibson now owns Mesa when I went to the Gibson garage they had it all Mesa's but they have them hooked up to like the um either the aux boxes or the the, or the no they have it hooked up to the Mesa version of the aux box oh, you did thing. play one down okay. and i played it through headphones so i haven't played it i haven't i never really like cranked up a mesa and so but you know that but you know the sound of course you, i know the sound you know, i mean you know the sound of the of the I mean, higher alter bridge higher i mean offers, that's mark right see alter that's mark Tremont. and you like that you like that game right? i, I do like, like that, that heavier gain sound i do you i like do. that heavier gain that I saturation do. you love it so am i gonna get I a mesa this is the question I think I think you should get this and new then, Mark so, Seven that came out. So I've been thinking about this, and then Neural DSP released a Mesa model that just came out last week, and it's the Mesa. Um, what is it, Mark Two C Plus, which is kind of yep. an iconic thing. I mean, those going from Mega Mega bucks if you find an original one, and um, so that came out. So I'm definitely going to check out that, and that I think that's what's going to happen. There is I'm going to check that out. It's going to get me all gassed up to get a, to get a Mesa. So what? So then, what Mesa released this week is the Mark Seven, which is basically this big new flagship amp that they are releasing or that has been released. It's 90 watt. This thing does it all. It's like the kitchen sink. They should call. They should have called it the amps. kitchen sink because it has what is it? Three channels. So like a clean three channels. And and mind you, each channel, each channel has its own separate effects loop Sep- as well. Separate separate effects loop. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't. I don't think it has separate. They, they it has a separate EQ for each uh, one. Look it up. Yeah. Well, I was just looking at it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know it. if you I can plug it. in. I believe it does. I don't. Um, I don't know if you but, can plug in 
all those different things that that would be ridiculous, but may, but maybe it does, but, but I can tell you like it has reverb and it has EQ for these three channels, right? So you can have a different reverb of setting an EQ for all three channels. So there's 21 like switches on the front of this freaking thing, like knobs, switches, and other things on this. It's, it's just, it's like completely unbelievable how much like the, the options that you can get with this kind of amp. Um, yeah, no, Dave. Now, I, is it, Dave is this, I don't see. I don't it, see different effects. Lou. I think there's only one. It is pri- it's only, price tag. One effects, 30, it, it coming in just under thirty five hundred. Is this something you're interested? No, in? No, it's way too much still, money for my blood on this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been you've been talking about getting if, one of these amplification. Uh, well, if I was going to spend thirty, which run around the same price. Yeah, if I was going to spend thirty five hundred, I'd probably get like a um, like like either an amplified nation or the Soldano thirty. If I'm spending that kind of money, but you know, I can get a used Mesa for, you know, I don't know, 12, 1300 bucks, a Mark five or something. Um, you know, so that's pretty, you know, you could get the Mark five, uh, 35 or the Mark five 25 for, you know, used, you know, probably 1300 bucks, you know, all in, you know, this, but you know, look, if you're looking for something that does it all, like we had, um, we had Mike, what is it? No, Bob, we had Bob on, from my brother's Eclipse um, Chicago yeah, Pink Eclipse Floyd Chicago. tribute band. He plays a Mesa. He plays the the Fillmore 25 because he likes the clean tones and he likes the, the gain tones that he gets out of it. I mean, for someone like him that need, can, you know, that wants to do everything with an amp, you know, this is a great option for somebody like that, right? Or if you're in a cover band and you really want to cover a lot of ground, um, no pun intended. This is a great way. <laughs> this is a great way to do it with an amp that has this kind of versatility. Um, you know, it, it's amazing, right? And, and you can get the EQs, you can get the reverb dialed in and switch between the, the channels. I mean, this thing is, I mean, I think you'd be hard pressed to find more a more versatile amp than this, to be honest with you. So. Is real music dying? What even is real music, and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions, and we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in, and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. No, I think you're right, and it and it and if you like that, if you like that sound, it certainly does it in so many different ways. So, total. I am. Total. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to look this thing up because I know I read that somewhere. There's twenty the twenty one controls on the front panel alone. See, that, uh, and that's the that, isn't that one of the knocks about Mesa is that these these amps are just like spaceships. So a so lot of them. So, uh, so yeah, they are. So the, it has three channels. Each is equipped with six control. Each channel. Is control is is um equipped with six controls: three band EQ, gain, master, and presence for each one. In addition, there's different toggle switches. You can do clean, fat, crunch, um, all kinds of different things that give you a different flavor. Um, that kind of you know emulates or or gives you the sound of, of various types of 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 
older boogie amps um like the mark 2c like i was talking about that that neural dsp just came out with so there is there's there's just one effects loop i see dave um i think you should why don't you try that why wouldn't you go why would you try the plugin and then see if you really jive yeah i think that's what's going to happen is i I think the plugins like just like it got the plugin for the soldano got me all gassed up for for a Soldano, but the problem is Soldano's you, know, you can't find them used. They have ridiculous resale value, and the Soldano uh, thirty is like thirty five hundred bucks. It's like that's a little bit too much for me right now for an amp. Yeah, that that you know because you guys know I play I play the Stomper with my band, you know, and I'm <laughs> it's like you know do I really want to do this just for home use? But let me say something about that because. Because people, stop! I, I, no, I thought you were gonna get the tone X. Dave says this a lot about, oh, I don't gig, and I don't do this. So, so you know, it's like, so you don't gig, like big deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, because that's because I feel the same way. Like, I'm not gonna gig, you know, the amp, this amp that I'm talking about. Most likely, I'm not gonna gig it, right? Um, what is going on, by the way, with your amp behind you? It's like, is that flashing lights? Is that a reflection or is that the amp? What the heck what is going on? What do you mean? You on? have one of these, dude. You, you, what you're, what, I do, and what it doesn't do what yours is oh, doing. Oh, you know what you're seeing? You're see, so, so Dave's looking at my Silver Jubilee, which some of you may know has a mirror front panel, which looks incredible, but is a royal pain in the ass when you're trying to see your settings. <laughs> um and so what you're seeing, it, it's so true. Dave, what you're seeing on the camera is my, the re- I'm seeing some kind of reflection. Of you're something. seeing the reflection of my, of my, um, of, of the, uh, geez, of my, of, 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 of my, interface. of my audio interface. And you're seeing yes. the, I was going to say, because every time you're seeing you're, the game, voice, yeah, you're seeing the game. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing the game. Every time you voice, every time you speak, I'm seeing like a flashback there. It's weird. Yeah, it's cool. Somebody at my, um, I was on a work call I think those of you guys know, like I, I work in the same setup that I do the podcast from with all the, the, the gear behind me all day. But I have like my laptop that's next to me, Dave. And somebody was like, I can see what's on your laptop screen in the reflection of your ramp back there. They're like, just be careful what you put on the screen. And it wasn't and it wasn't a, it wasn't work appropriate. Let's just put it that way. No, it was totally clean. It was totally fine. Uh-huh. But um, but Dave, but Dave, you don't have. Are you into? I mean, I know you're into higher gain stuff. I'm totally into. What higher are you getting it out of yeah. the Black Star, right? I can get it out of the Black Star HD20. I think that's a great amp. It does great. It does great high gain stuff. And 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 I was gonna sell it as part of my deal to to get the Jubilee, and I chose against it because it's not worth it's not worth the money for me to sell it. Because I'm gonna get like a, you know a few hundred bucks for it, and, and I like it. I think makes it, sense. I like the cleans. I actually think it has great cleans. Um, and in the gain on there, there's two two different there's uh, two different voicings for for both channels, and it is. I just think it's very versatile. Yeah, and I yeah. can't really give it up, and it's not worth the money for me to give it up. Yeah, in that case, you should just totally hang on to it, right? It's like, what's the point? So yeah, so I don't know. Right. So this is this might be a journey I embark. I can tell you, you know, the mesas are interesting to me. The other thing that's interesting to me is the EVA champs, just because they're damn affordable. The lower wattage ones are damn affordable. Even the higher wattage ones, in the scheme of things, are damn affordable for what you get out of them. I, I think they, I think they're just a great v- value. And I have, and Dave has seen me play them um, at Guitar Center, and I really like them. So I don't know. I might. I'm, they sound I'm great. Curious about those. I don't know. I'm curious about all that stuff. So we'll see. We'll see what I end up with. But 
But I did, you know, I did just spend a bunch of money on non-sexy gear with the in-ears. The other thing, unsexy. Gear. The other thing that just came besides the in-ear thing, I I finally got the Shore wireless mic, which is incredible. I mean, this thing. I'm gonna use it at rehearsal next week, and it's just like it's so good. It's it's gonna be awesome just to be free to be free on stage be free of the wire. On stage. Yeah, you. Yeah. I think. As a cover band singer, you definitely need that capacity. You I do. Can't be like, yeah. You can't be chained down to you know a couple little you know square feet on the stage. Yeah, I definitely you know, need to move be- around because I do move around quite a bit, and I have a super long cable when I'm not playing guitar. And um, yeah, so yeah, we it's it needs to happen. So so it's yeah. good. So I finally got one. So that's happening. So anyway, but let's get on to the next. So there's another cool thing we want to talk about. Well, we don't know if it's cool yet. But Gibson, yeah, we don't know if it's cool yet. Gibson, but Gibson announced something interesting. Yeah, so Gibson is going the way of BMW and is certifying <laughs> used guitars. <laughs> they are, yeah. But how? So when I read this, I'm like, how does this differ? Oh, let's talk from about other it. vintage dealers, right? So, let's so talk about vintage is Gibson is basically. So they've 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 named uh, what are they? There's um there's the the '59 Sunburst. The 60, uh, 59 Sunburst Standard, the, the 61 Standard, um, a 59 ES355. So, okay, yeah, mono. but let, let's take a step back. And these are these these are, these are what they're qualifying as, is their vintage model. No, right? no, they're, they're, do, they're literally doing what BMW and other cars do when they're saying this is a certified, certified yes. used guitar. But what they're saying is this is a Gibson certified vintage guitar. So they're basically, they're, they're taking vintage guitars out of their vault you know the highest value ones they can find. Obviously, they got a yep. they got a burst, and they're and they're saying this is a special thing because it's Gibson certified. And to Dave's point, it's like it's pretty obvious when the thing is real and not real. Although maybe it isn't obvious because remember we is remember obvious? we had that conversation about Rick Nielsen. Like he thinks he's got a burst. Yeah, maybe it's not Rick a Nielsen, burst. <laughs> even Rick Nielsen might have been fooled. So yeah, we we did talk about that, but um. But I just don't understand. So if you're if you're in the vintage game, right? If you're, you're a collector if you're in the market for if you're a collector, if you're Joe Bonamassa, you you generally know something about this. So you can most of the time, you, I'm sure you can spot a fake. It, it, maybe there's occasions where it's difficult. But uh, also, if you're in in the market for a vintage guitar, there's other dealers that are out there where you can. So what? So what is the draw? Like, like I'm wearing the shirt right here. Gibson. Like Carter's Vintage. Right. Like Carter's Vintage. Like right. Carter's Vintage. There's, there's right. plenty of trusted sh- shops around the world. Exactly. That, I was just gonna say, what, what is the trust? Yeah. Right. I mean, do you do you need to be so reliant on the Gibson name that you're gonna buy? Let's say it's a '59, right? A '59 Les Paul uh, standard. Let's say I don't know. Name another one. But it doesn't matter. If the sixty one in the market for the sixty one. If you're if you're in the market for one of those, are you are you that? Uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. What am I? Can you help me out here? What am I? Trying yeah, I'm to saying. Say? Do you if like, like if you were that if you were that committed to finding that guitar, are you now suddenly shifting your focus from other vintage dealers and you're no, just crawling no, over to no. Gibson because you trust them more than these other dealers that you probably dealt with in the past and you know that Gibson is charging a premium. For these things, exactly. I was because just they're saying say Gibson's. It's Gibson yeah. certified. Like it's ridiculous. I don't know. And what does that get you? I, I, right? I, I, I mean, does it really? Is the value proposition no, really no, there no. for you to spend a little bit extra money and buy it directly from Gibson? You're, to, to your point, 
I think the BMW analogy is is actually right on point. You know, I mean, I mean, but it's different with than when it's a car, right? So, so well, I, I mean, you you could argue that's a successful thing because everybody does it. All the car companies say it's certified they all used. Do it, yeah. You know, I mean, Gibson doesn't need to do that. Like you said, the the vintage market, especially these guitars that are so rare. Like the guys that are buying these guitars, I don't know if they're gonna care whether it says Gibson certified or not. Like this is ridiculous. Um, but you know, whatever. It's Gibson. They're gonna do this stuff. <laughs> it's what it is. They're gonna. I mean, yeah. I just. Uh, I mean, Gibson's gone through so many changes in, in recent years. Is this is this a direction that they really needed to go in? No, 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 no. So here's the thing that's cool. If they're going to release stuff that, you know, the 59 bursts, those don't come up often, but you go to Rumble Seed in Nashville, you go to um, Norm's Rare Guitars, these guys all have one of these things that is always for sale to the highest bidder. I mean, a lot of them, they just have them for for you know for show just to say like well yeah we collect vintage guitars we have the the most right. sought after guitars you know maybe they're not all for sale but you bet you you bet if someone comes in there and offers a price to norm he's gonna take it right so so like you know these things can be found for the people that have that kind of cash like i don't know i mean unless they That's unless they release... I mean, what, what what value do i have in going to gibson to get one of these or versus going to norms or, or carter's the only, or any yeah the only value would be the ultra ultra rare stuff, and I I don't see that in in the list that they're releasing now. The ultra ultra rare, like the Karina V's, the um the um um, I mean I I guess like the really super like a super clean flamey burst stop, like 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 just the ultra ultra rare stuff that maybe nobody else has, and you know Gibson's got it. You know Mark Agnese loves to show off the um the back room of the Gibson garage, which has like a museum of you know the original Gibson guitars. If they start pulling though, I mean that might be what they're doing is they're starting to pull that stuff out and offering it. You know that might be attractive to to the right collector where they're like, oh, I've never seen one of those out for sale. I'm gonna jump on that. But that would be true of any any dealer right so yeah yeah that would be true yeah. of any dealer in the list of five that they put out that they're those are i would assume i mean i'm certainly not in the vintage market but i would assume these are these are available elsewhere you I mean you just got to search right you just got to have the money yeah you just so have to yeah if you have the cash you're like, going to be able to find one of these things like joe that's why joe's got like all of them because he, he you know he tracks them down and he finds them so uh, yeah i don't know i don't know if there's a there's a value here on top of just the fact that you know, they're now in the vintage dealing business, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to your, to, to your point, Joe does have all of them. I mean, it's like, what are you walking in, like, the Gibson garage and you go into, like, you know, they have this, like, vintage store now set up and you walk in and, like, Joe's behind the yeah. counter selling these things to you. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, Joe's like, know, oh, what do you like? What do you want? I can only imagine. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. But, you know, I th- you know, look, it's, you know, you know, you know, there's no reason why... You know, you wouldn't. You would trust Gibson more than you would trust a Carter's or a Norm's, right? In or fact, a Rumble you could argue or the rest of the awesome vintage dealers that are out there, right? Like, you, you, you're not going to go in there yeah. and question these guys the same way that you're not going to question Gibson. I mean, maybe some people do. Don't get me wrong. You should do your. I homework. was just going to say, you I should do I your would, homework. But at I, the same time, like these are known entities that deal in vintage instruments, right? So, but there will be people out there that will refuse to. If they even if there's a guitar that they desperately want and Gibson is the only the only uh, place they can get it, 
they will refuse to do business with Gibson. Well, direct, maybe, maybe, right? maybe not. I don't know. You have those people. There that are, are Gibson out there. haters out there, but I don't know if there they're are plenty collecting of Gibson haters out there. I think you're right, but I don't know if they're collecting Gibson instruments. I mean, maybe they are, maybe they're not. Well, yeah, yeah. maybe they are, maybe yeah. they're not. Maybe they, maybe they are just because of the, they they need it in their collection, yeah, or maybe. or the, there's value to that to them, but they just re- flat out refuse to actually. Give, give Gibson themselves the business. You know? Gibson cracks me up, though. They never cease to amaze me. Now they're doing certified <laughs> certified vintage. <laughs> so there you go. There it is. Yeah. I don't know. What else there What else is. we got this week, Dave? I think that's all we got. We got to we gotta shift over to, uh, Patreon. Over to uh, Patreon. Yeah, that's um, right. We've been so going long enough we... for that, but go ahead. Yeah. Give them the shout-outs. Let's uh, let's tell you guys real quick. Thank you for uh, listening each and every week. We really appreciate you guys. And uh, like we just said, check us out over on Patreon if you want to support the show. Patreon.com slash Guitar Dads Podcast. Two different tiers. Three bucks if you just want to support the show. We'd love it. We'd absolutely love it if you could do that. Yeah. Uh, and a $5 tier if you want to hear some extra content, which is we're about to go record now. And you guys can go check out if you're uh, on that tier. Go check us out on Instagram at Guitar Dads Podcast, our private Facebook group at Guitar Dads Podcast there, and uh, check out the contest, check out the giveaway. There's only uh, a week left, no, a week and a day left. It ends on March 18th, so if you're listening to this after that, sorry, you missed out, uh, but we will do another one. We'll do one. more, we'll uh, do more. We're going to do a certified, we're going to do a certified vintage giveaway. That's right. I <laughs> know we're, we're not. No, we're burst. not. No. <laughs> uh, but go check out that contest if you want to win something cool. And um, yeah, if you're listening to this wherever, Spotify, Apple, any of these streaming platforms, please, right below, leave a comment, leave a review, uh, subscribe, all that stuff. You know what to do. It really helps us out. It drives this thing. We're, we're, loving, uh, we're loving interacting with you guys, and you guys really make the show, like you say, each and every single week. Uh, thank you. But I think uh, for now, that was this week's Guitar Dad's podcast. That's it. Keep Rock Alive. Catch you on the flip.